Trauma work has always been political. I'll read an excerpt out of Judith Herman's Trauma and Recovery that exemplifies this perfectly. Three times over the past century, a particular form of psychological trauma has surfaced into public consciousness. Each time, the investigation of that trauma has flourished in affiliation with a political movement. The first was to emerge with hysteria, the archetypal psychological disorder of women. Its study grew out of the Republican, anti-clerical political movement of the late 19th century in France. The second was shell shock or combat neurosis. Its study began in England in the United States after the First World War and reached a peak after the Vietnam War. Its political context was the collapse of a cult of war and the growth of an anti-war movement. The last and most recent trauma to come into public awareness is sexual and domestic violence. Its political context is the feminist movement in Western Europe and North America. To hold traumatic reality in consciousness requires a social context that affirms and protects the victim and that joins the victim and witness in a common alliance. For the individual victim, this social context is created by relationships with friends, lovers, and family. For the larger society, the social context is created by political movements that give voices to the disempowered. The systematic study of psychological trauma, therefore, depends on the support of a political movement. Indeed, whether such a study can be pursued or discussed in public is itself a political question. The study of war trauma becomes legitimate only in a context that challenges the sacrifices of young men in war. The study of trauma in sexual and domestic life becomes legitimate only in a context that challenges the subordination of women and children. Advances in the field occur only when they are supported by a political movement powerful enough to legitimate an alliance between investigators and patients and to counteract the ordinary social processes of silencing and denial. In the absence of strong political movements for human rights, the active process of bearing witness inevitably gives way to the active process of forgetting. Repression, dissociation, and denial are phenomena of social as well as individual consciousness. The fate of this field of knowledge depends upon the fate of the same political movements that have inspired and sustained it over the last century. In the late 19th century, the goal of that movement was the establishment of secular democracy. In the early 20th century, its goal was the abolition of war. In the late 20th century, its goal was the liberation of women. All of these goals remain, all are, in the end, inseparably connected. Short Cast Club